Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I got two Canadians with me today, two brothers, uh, you know, in arms, pretty much. Uh, we have, uh, you know, some problems that are going on in Canada. Chris Skye's with us. Brad Woosney is here. We're going to let you guys introduce yourselves a little bit and talk about, you know, yourselves, and then we'll we'll jump in uh, what's going on in Canada. Chris, you want to go first? All right. Well, you you just lost your election stolen by the CCP once again, and uh, the election factories <laughs> are about to drop down on here at Woke Hoover, Canada. So why don't you go first, brother, and then I'll catch up real quick because I, Michael and I have done multiple shows together on our platforms over the last year, and he trained me in uh, remote viewing two years ago. Amazing. Um, new person. So you go ahead. Okay, well, for people that don't know, my name is Chris Sky, otherwise known as Chris Sakocha. I was in residential development, design, build, and planning since I was 18 years old. It's been a family business. So I was in the private sector, but working within the public sector and working with every department within the government for the last 20 years. So I have intricate knowledge in how the government operates, how they think, and how to deal with that. Uh, then when COVID hit, I was one of the main activists that first started speaking out. I started two nonprofits. The first one called Back to Work because I had the foresight to see that small businesses were going to be on the chopping block. And small business is the backbone of our economies, both in Canada, the United States, and a lot of other industrialized nations. So I knew the dangers that were going to happen there. The second nonprofit I started was something called Mothers Against Distancing, which is a play on Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Same acronym, MAD. Only ours is better because it actually only had one D, so it made sense. And it was about teaching mothers that the social distancing protocols for masking and all the rest of the stuff they were putting in the schools was causing much more harm than good to their children. And we wanted mothers to get educated on that fact, and we wanted mothers to be able to organize with other mothers to get that message out there. And we helped a lot of children go mask-free in schools. We helped a lot of businesses stay afloat during COVID that otherwise would have been one of the victims. And not of COVID, of government response to COVID. Fast forward a couple of years, I've been arrested 27 times by our wonderful corrupt government, charged with over 73 crimes, zero convictions, I might add, and most recently ran for mayor of Toronto, where I had overwhelming support. I ran one of the most highly efficient campaigns in recorded history. And then I got a really small number of votes. So we started investigating, and sure enough, we uncovered massive amounts of voter fraud. And I'm going to make the world debut here. I haven't mentioned it yet, but we have officially, officially filed two separate lawsuits against this massive voter fraud. One to contest the results of the election and one to prevent the election results from actually being implemented until this investigation is over. So we very well may see Olivia Chow being forced to step down temporarily and Anna Bilal becoming the interim mayor as this moves forward. We are now collecting evidence in the form of affidavits from people that were either working as scrutineers or people that simply saw stuff that was uh, that was obvious voter fraud. We already have multiple witnesses with multiple affidavits describing multiple types of voter fraud, including the ability to use 
algorithms to literally to the vault choose the results they want regardless of the votes and our main cornerstone of evidence to support that fact not theory is the lawsuit that's already ongoing in new york city where they did an analytics uh study on the election results and it is now a peer-reviewed journal that has not any retractions no edits no corrections it's a hundred percent valid and proves exactly how they not only can create phantom fake voters they can also use algorithms to allocate extra votes to certain candidates and cut the votes down to other candidates there's and they use about five or six other types of what we call supplemental voter fraud to try to pad their fake results before they use their algorithms to try to hide it under the tracks their method is use as many types of fraud as possible so you can minimize the amount of footprint. But in reality, you're leaving more footprint. And we have seen the exact same methodology being used to steal elections, not only in Canada, the U.S., even Australia and parts of Europe. So this is a huge problem, and we want to get international attention to it because it's very easy to solve this problem. If we can put a serial number on every dollar bill, we can put a serial number on every election ballot and they all can be very easily accounted for and all this type of voter fraud possibility goes out the window. But we are going to show people that the way elections have been uh, handled is in a way to directly give the people running the election 100% complete control over every single vote and how it, they want it to be allocated. That's what people need to know. Elections in 2020 are now completely in the hands of the people running the elections and they can make me have a million votes or they can make me have 10,000 votes or they can make me have 21,333 votes exactly. They can choose the exact number of votes for any candidate. There is no more free and fair elections in this globe. And that's what people need to realize because they're going to start using the electoral process and more and more votes to start passing more and more things like climate change, digital currency, digital identity, international travel restrictions. And they're going to pretend that the masses want this and the masses are voting for this. And they're going to use massive propaganda campaigns on TV to make you believe it. But as we all know, they lie about everything and we're going to expose that lie we have whistleblower protection for the people that are coming forward so do not be afraid come forward with your evidence sign an affidavit nobody will know your name not even our legal team only the judge that's going to be trying this case will know and you very well may be a hero that can literally save multiple countries around the world from suffering the same fate as what's happening because if this goes unchecked they are just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. We're never going to see anybody selected except for World Economic Forum puppets that are going to push this globalist agenda. They're going to push this trans agenda. They're going to push all the agendas that we have been fighting tooth and nail to prevent. And if we can't go through the electoral process, they don't really leave us much choice besides protesting or uh, nonviolent revolution, or worst case scenario, a violent revolution, which happened every time in history when tyrants gone too far. And now I believe the the breaking point for most people is the children, and we see them coming after the children like never before. Uh, Pride is now an entire season in Canada. It's not just a parade. It's not just a month. Now it's an entire season. 
And now they have literally changed the laws on the books. So grown men are legally allowed to expose their bare genitals, penis and testicles to your eight-year-old child. And it is not illegal unless they are, and I quote from a police officer, fully erect and masturbating. So they can be half erect, walking around with a half chubby in your child's face, literally, because your child's eight years old. They're probably waist high on these people. So they can walk around with a half erect penis in your child's face while their partners are wearing gags and leather leather underwinger. And apparently this is supposed to be normal and we're supposed to be thriving with children around this. And this is supposed to be what we call family friendly. And we're supposed to be open-minded to this. The attack on children is unprecedented. Soji, sexual orientation and gender identity is not a curriculum. It is literally a pedophile grooming handbook. And all the people involved in its implementation and supporting it should be arrested. They should be tried. They should be convicted. And they should be charged as child sex offenders. And they should be put in jails with real criminals who prey on adults rather than these pretend criminals who prey on children. These people are disgusting. This agenda has to stop. And for people that think people really support this, Look what happened with Bud Light. How many billions and billions and billions of dollars did they have to lose just trying to promote this idea that men can be women and women can be men and we're supposed to teach children that there's 75 genders and that they can choose whatever pronoun or even species they want to be. We now literally have children in the United States and Canada who identify as things like cats and are referred to as their cat name, allowed to wear cat costumes, and respond with meows instead of English, and even go to the bathroom in litter boxes, and we are supposed to be condoning this, supporting this. And in fact, if we go against it, they're probably they're trying to pass laws in places like Michigan, in places like California, where if you misgender somebody, you are now guilty of a hate crime. You can now go to jail. And this works threefolds for the government. Number one, all the normal people get absolutely mortified because now they see a grown-ass man walking into the children's bathroom right after their little daughter or son. They're going to be afraid to say something because now they might go to jail. So now it enables child predators and it actually emboldens them to go after your children. Number one. Number two, for all the people that turn trans, and I say that because in the year 2000, we didn't have any gender identity clinics in North America. Now, since they started teaching children about this ideology when they're four, five, six, and seven years old, now we have over 200 gender uh, dysmorphia, gender identity clinics, offering reassignment surgeries and all this around the globe, uh, around North America. This is a business. They know that the average LGBT person spends over $1.5 million U.S. more than a non-LGBT person on all types of medications, procedures, and everything throughout their life. So for every 1 million children that they can turn trans, that's 1 million now useful idiots for the government. Because when they get these children as they're small, as soon as they can convince them that they're really a girl in a boy's body or something else, all of a sudden, the parent is no longer the primary caregiver. The care parent is no longer the primary influence. It is now the state, the teacher, whoever taught, taught this child to be this new thing. So now you have what we call wards of the state, and they are given special protected minority status 
So when you ask them, they love the government. The government's their best friend. Their government's their protector. Their government gives them special privileges over you and me. So why wouldn't they do what the government says? You think it's an accident that the LGBT community was the most highly vaccinated, most highly masked, most highly supports Ukraine invasion, most highly supports the climate change agenda? No, these are all government agendas and propaganda campaigns. And the LGBT community is the most susceptible to this because they have the most trust for the government because the government gives them all this love and all these special privileges just so they can use them to ostracize and control and intimidate the very rest of us. Now yeah. they're trying to hear it all to intimidate us to literally allow them to groom and molest and destroy our children. And as you see, there's more pushback to this than ever before in history against something like this. And every time in history when they come after the children in one way or the other, the people will discard their differences, the people will unite, the people will protect their children, and the government is gonna become the hunted. And now we are seeing Christians and Muslims coming together. The biggest fear of the government, especially in Canada and the United States, is if they lose the ability to divide people by religion. And once they lose the ability to divide us because they've been uniting us with so much tyranny and so much hate and so much stuff that everybody knows is horrible down to the core, the more all the other petty differences, ethnicity, religion, gender, age, class, whether you're masked or jabbed, all the ways they want to divide us become irrelevant. And the only thing that matters is standing together and resisting this agenda of tyranny. And that is why we need warriors all around the world to preach this message, but preach it from a point of love. We do not want to come across as violent. We do not want to come across as aggressive. We want to come across as the people that simply want to be left alone. And if you push us, surprise, we have our line in the sand and we're not going back. In fact, the more you push us, the more we're going to push forward. And we're not just going to push you a little bit. We're going to keep pushing until we push you right off that cliff. And globalism is going to fall off with it. We are going to get rid of the shackles of tyranny. We are going to get rid of international globalism policies infecting our national identities. And we are going to usher in a golden age that actually cares about every man, woman, and child on this planet. Not pretends to care by coming in to try to control them and impoverish them and lock them up into wonderful little green cities. That is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. And this movement needs to be carried out around the world. Wow. That's that's powerful, Chris. Man, I I, I wanted to like interject a few times. I was like, no, let him go. Let him run. Let him run. That's amazing. So uh Brad, uh, you know, we we watched, all of us watched, the world watched uh last year, beginning of last year, how the the convoy the trucker convoy went through Canada. Everybody's like, oh my God, the Canadians are standing up. It's going to be a worldwide event. We're going to like, you know, stop all this nonsense. They got to Ottawa and they brought in the Nazis and basically shut it down. And they came after all kinds of people. They're still coming after people. I just saw how a uh, pastor and his five children had to leave Canada because we were going to seize his bank account, his, uh, his children's uh, college fund and so forth. So we had to go to uh, Africa of all places for freedom. Unbelievable. So Canada's really gone uh, off the off the way off the road. So 
What What do you think, Brad? What are, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, Canada is absolutely 100% 1943 Nazi Germany. So right now, you can take a look at, and the gentleman you had on your guest with Grace, he'll be on the show here next week as well, talking about that from a medical standpoint, where they killed his 19-year-old with Down syndrome. But we go, we have this across the board. So Michael, now that I've just driven 4,447 kilometers, solo driving across British Columbia to Alberta, back to Vancouver, back to British Columbia, Alberta, and then back to Vancouver in the last nine days, I can tell you that I've been through almost every single city or town along the Trans-Canada, number one, number 17, number 177, number three highway. We go to every single community, whether it's Delta, British Columbia, who Delta Police Department have a triangle, just like the Illuminati symbol, the top of an American U.S. dollar, the Illuminati all-seeing eye. You look at Delta Police, which is the south part of British Columbia, almost on the border with Blaine, Washington by White Rock, B.C., and it is the Illuminati eye. You go to Chilliwack, B.C. as you head out here, Michael, and you have the same thing. You have it all across the board. And in October of 2022, last year on the 22nd, the City of Vancouver Council finally signed off all of the rights of the province of British Columbia to the United Nations. And one of the shows that we did with Colonel Sellers and uh, on the Law of War show with Bishop Jim O'Connor was we saw that the Law of War manual in June 2015 was ratified in December 2016, almost right after we saw what the federal government of Canada was doing, both for medical assistance and death, which is where they federally brought in and legalized, as Chris had mentioned, where they're writing the laws to make it legal for grown men to walk around with a half chubby and wave them in your kid's face and can't get arrested unless they're jerking off and masturbating in front of their face. They did the same thing with medical assistance and death. For the world, if you don't know what that is, that is 100% legalized euthanasia. Now, in October 2022, last year, the same month, there were 35,000 cases of euthanasia in Canada recorded. And the only reason we know it was recorded because you had to provide written permission to come into a hospital to die. Dr. Kevorkian all over again. What they did is they dropped that 10-day waiting period, moved it to verbal consent, and now they've moved it down to 16 years old. So I can go to BC Liquor Store just down the street from here. By the way, Burnsview Elementary School, finally, after I posted a video last week that had the notified pedophile, minor attracted persons flag in their window, class of 2023 graduating, they just pulled it down today. Mm. Burnsview Elementary in Delta, British Columbia, right? The British Columbia Teachers Federation Union still has on their doorfront as of last week, the entire Teachers Federation, the notified pedophile flag. This is not just rainbows of a couple colors from years ago. This is the, ra the rainbow flag, which says we want minor attractive people. Exactly what Chris was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. So where we are in Canada right now, and SG&I and I just had a show on it a few days ago, Michael, and we literally compared it to 1943 Nazi Germany right at the end of it, where they have segregated, they put you all on lists, you are ready for fear and persecution for your entire lives, just like you mentioned with the pastor and the five that have left. Pastor Archer Pawlowski, which is another one of the pastors now Calgary, Alberta, who was arrested over 20 times for keeping his church open. And so many did, by the way. He's not the only one pastor or priest or bishop in Canada that left him open during the COVID lockdowns. One of them in Waterloo, Ontario has a 60, $60 million fines in COVID fines for keeping the churches open, right? And they still keep pushing forward. And this is the type of love that Chris is mentioning, that you mentioned as well, that love is the greatest power in the universe. As a Reiki master for eight years, Chris is Krav Maga 
background, right? Warrior spirit and fighter. It's all about how is it you can get a former Canadian infantry soldier, me, a Navy SEAL team, six, 24 years, Navy SEAL teams, Michael Jaco, then 11 years, good guy, CIA, who caught, helped catch Osama bin Laden, and Chris right here telling everybody on this broadcast, go forward with love and peace, but the fucking warrior spirit, which is right. to stand up for the kids and the rights. Otherwise, they're coming out. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Yep. I literally was at the American border on Friday, and they, I had to sign a sworn affidavit, and they said, do you fear for your life, and do you fear for persecution of harm if we return you to Canada? And I said, generally speaking, yes, I have that fear. But they asked me, are you willing to return right now? I am, and here I am, right? So now I'm literally here where you can just hear it from Chris, from Michael, from the pastors, from Archer Pavlovsky's son, Nathaniel, who came over from the European Union Parliament meeting, which is where you had Dr. Martin, which is where you had the great member of European Parliament, Christian, who's been standing up for everybody, for the Canadians, the Canadian Freedom Combo, when they fucking went, the RCMP weaponized, like the FBI was weaponized, and the GOJ is weaponized on the January Sixers in Washington, D.C. That was our event. Chris here, by the way, was the first person to orchestrate the Road to Freedom Convoy in Canada on July 17, 2021 in Vancouver to go across Canada. He did it several times. And I remember reading in uh, Richard Marchinko, one of his books when I was growing up, about a Navy SEAL and SEAL Team 6. You basically are a criminal from a psychological standpoint, a criminal test, but you turn around and you adapt and overcome, which is my infantry unit, adapt and overcome is the ethos so that you can apply it for the good. And that's what everybody must do around the world right now. So what, what happened when Chris was locked down, we were locked down, he said, screw it. He got on helicopters and he flew around the country of Canada when we still had the police checkpoints and the RCMP saying you're five kilometers, 15 kilometers out of your zone. He flew on helicopters around. And this is the type of warrior spirit that we need around the world and the example. And by the way, I wanna add one more thing about Chris. He is the only person ever to have their book delisted from Amazon where you can buy mind clumped, you can buy pedophile books, but his book, Just Say No, the shirt he's wearing, which is the campaign he started, like Gandhi, United Noncompliance, Peaceful, Just Say No, hashtag, right? Intuitive Warrior, Michael Jacobs. He literally had his book, Just Say No, talked about the Canadian Charters of Rights and Freedoms, and then the rights and freedoms you have as American to stand up. They delisted it. And then in the warehouse where he had 7,000 books in Ontario, somebody raided it and turned around and stole all the books. So he can't even sell it. So the only way to contact him is realchrisguy.com. And then you got to go sign those affidavits. So we are literally, Michael, again, I was at the border and I signed a sworn statement with the United States Custom and uh, almost said Bureau of Prisons, uh, CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, where they said, do you fear persecution returning to Canada? Generally speaking, yes. Do you fear harm if you return to Canada? Generally speaking, yes. Are you willing to return to Canada? Basically, they were asking me without saying the words, are you seeking asylum? And I said, I'm willing to go to Canada and I'm here right now. And that's what we need. And Chris had mentioned earlier, like there are people that are transnational nomads. And I've been a nomad for several years because of how this has happened, because my partner is in the United States, because she stood up as a doctor and said no to the exemptions. They fired her from the job, UC Health, Nazi Health, which prevented transplant patients. Right here in Canada, we had other purebloods, non-vax, who have just died on the transplant list because in Calgary, Alberta, and Edmonton, Alberta, they are refusing transplants for anybody with the jab. 
and University of British Columbia. Oh, they're, they're refusing transplants anywhere in Canada for anybody who is not JAD. So if you are unvaccinated, they will literally allow you and force you to die without giving you your organs. And then you know what the best part is? After they kill you, they try to harvest your organs so they can sell them to the other vaccinated people. And that's just one more layer of tyranny in Canada. If you look up our banking system in Canada, it is now rated as the number one most corrupt in the entire world. I am on... I am on an illegal no-fly list, not the real no-fly list where they have to declare you a terrorist, declare why, update you every 90 days. No, no, no. I'm on a no-fly list where most Canadian airlines, all the ones that take federal dollars from our government, simply will not let me fly. And when we sued them with the Freedom of Information Act request, I got response from their lawyer, and it was 95% redacted. And it said, redacted by the RCMP, which is the Canadian FBI, under the guise of national security. So they acknowledge that they will not let me fly. They explain why, and it was probably them saying that the government told them not to let me fly. But I'm not allowed to know why I'm on a secret and illegal no-fly list, because it's a matter of national security. Wow. Now, now Curtis, uh, you can donate blood other, Michael. I've been a Canadian wow. stem cell donor and a blood donor. And I almost got the 10-gallon hat from the time that I was living in the States with legal residency under my visas and married at that time in mm -hmm. Colorado as well. And I was on American Red Cross and the Canadian Red Cross. And I've been donating since I was in the military at 18 years of age. And if you go now to donate blood in Canada, they'll only take unvaccinated blood to donate. But you have to be vaccinated to receive the unvaccinated blood because of the transplant that Chris just mentioned as well. So we're literally right now where they're coming after the children. They're taking you to task. We just had two weeks ago, another man on Twitter was speaking out against Castro's little bastard child, Justin Trudeau, and the RCMP and the police visited him and said that he was on a watch list and he would, because again, it's a hate crime to speak out against real freedoms, which is medical non-compliance and uninformed consent. So America right now, you've had the CCP the Communist Chinese Party military in Canada on bases filmed, photographed for years going back to 2016 when Castro's little bastard trial with Dominion Voting Systems was pushed in to become the Prime Minister of Canada, right? And so here we are. You literally have the lar world's largest undefended border and you have the number one communist country in the Western Hemisphere, which is Canada. And Americans are worried that they don't have as much freedom Canada is literally Nazi Germany 1943 right now. Go ahead. It's even worse because there's something that Americans have never heard of before, and it's called FIPA, F-I-P-A, and it's the Foreign Investment Protections Act, and it literally allows countries like China to invest billions of dollars of their U.S. dollars before it goes before it collapses to nothing. So China's got like almost a trillion dollars of U.S. debt, and they know it's going to be worth nothing. So they're allowing the U.S. to manipulate the currency markets to stop the U.S. dollar from going down to basically nothing, even though it already lost world reserve currency status. And they're using that money to buy up as much land, as much technology, as much infrastructure within North America as possible. And under FIPA, China can buy entire chunks, hectares and hectares of land, build these military and technological facilities, 
and we're not allowed to access them. We're not allowed to know what they're building. We're not allowed to know what military assets they have on site. We're not allowed to know what monitoring assets they have on site. So they're literally allowing China to build foreign military bases without any oversight or any scrutiny and allowing them to even manufacture God knows what within Canadian soil. That is the kind of power and control China has over our Canadian government. Even TikTok. TikTok is owned by China. You cannot write the hashtag Chris Sky on TikTok. It disappears. And it says, it'll give you an error message. It says, this is a banned person. You get It says, this is a, a person that uh, talks about things that violate our, pro- our policy, so you cannot mention them. And if you put my name in a video description, it says, sorry, contain banned words. This is ridiculous. If you try to hashtag Hitler, it'll reference something about the Holocaust. But anybody else, and they try to say Andrew Tate was censored. You can check him out on TikTok. He's got over a billion a billion links. But Chris Sky, you have to type in it a special way. Either add an E, add two Cs, all these weird ways just to make it able to get my videos on there. So why the hell does China care about me, a Canadian citizen, talking in English to North Americans and Europeans? Obviously, it's because China is trying to implement their international communist-style policies within our country. And we saw that within our election. The CCP literally gloated and laughed about how they used all their agents and all their influence and all their money to make sure Olivia Chow got elected because she represents their far-left communist interests within Canadian politics. And, And when they got caught dealing with the Chinese government, her own campaign manager, and this is a direct quote, Olivia Chow's campaign manager called collaboration with the communist Chinese government a necessary evil when dealing in Canadian politics. So apparently, China runs runs our country. That's basically where we're at. We have we have a dictator in charge that's installed by the World Economic Forum, and our policies are going along with China. And now we have the 15-minute city that everybody calls a conspiracy theory. Meanwhile, they're being implemented virtually all over the world, and they're being implemented in the exact same way all over the world, just like COVID, just like climate change policies, but people still haven't caught on that this is an international globalist consortium that are influencing their nations. Or do you think it's a coincidence that 200 countries around the world suddenly believe that you can't drive a car anymore and that we need to put you in a 15-minute city where 90% of your life is spent in the same building where you're going to live, work, go to the gym, go to Starbucks, do your grocery shopping, get your hair cut, and virtually everything else in the same building? How convenient. You know what else is really convenient like that? It's called prison. You get everything you need under one roof. You never have to leave the building. You want to, but you can't. So the 15-minute city is going to be basically that, only instead of guards with guns preventing you from leaving your building at this moment, you're going to have all different types of cameras, barricades, and all these other things to stop you from leaving your so-called district. And the financial constraints are going to be the number one because you're not going to have the money for a car. You're not going to have the money to fly on an airplane. And you can only go so far on your electric scooter or your bicycle. Yeah, good point. So... uh I, I like what you said about the uh, the children, Chris, because uh, that's what they have to attack. Uh, I had Kathy O'Brien on several of my shows, and I just saw her in a recent show where she talked about how when she was pedophiled, basically what happened is she was the the worst thing that can happen to a child is that trauma at you know five or below, and that's what they're doing to their children, like you talked about. They're traumatizing children and that that makes them vulnerable to MK Ultra control. And so they have to do that, and that's what they're doing. So 
Brian, what do you, what do you think? And then we'll, we'll go back to Chris. God, you got, you guys are like amazing. You're revealing so much stuff. I had no idea how bad Canada was. Thanks so much for bringing us up. Wow. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Yeah, and I've been on a couple of shows, I guess, finally, when I've met Scott uh, in person in April in Texas, you know, maybe we'll get a show going on because I've been sharing the maid, the same day suicide for kids, that agenda. And Chris, by the way, has been the one who has been one of the greatest part of the revealers in Canada and to the world. I mean, we take a look at in our community, Michael, you know, from Janine to Mark Atwood and those folks, right? Chris is the first one who disclosed the pedophile books up in Fort McMurray, Alberta, in the schools where they had blowjobs and depictions for kids in the school libraries. He's the very first one who brought that out mail to Knox News and Tucker Carlson with Theo Fleury. Go ahead, mate. What were you saying? I was saying, yeah, they've been picked mail on mail blowjobs. I want to go back to Maid for one minute because people don't understand how, 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 this scary medically assisted suicide is in Canada. They just had a meeting in February to try to extend me to what they call mature minors as young as 12 years old. So imagine your 12 year old can go in and get themselves killed. And guess what they do once they kill your child or kill your loved one? They try to harvest their organs. They automatically go to harvest their organs. And it's up to that person to fill out a form and specifically say, I don't want you to harvest my organs. And most of these people are dealing with the government on their own. They're not going there with family. They're going there depressed. They're going there alone. They're going there isolated. And the government sets up these agents like life insurance salesmen. But instead of selling you life insurance, they're selling you medically assisted suicide. And why are they doing it? Not just do they want your organs, because they know they cannot fund pensions and social security for all the baby boomers. So if they can kill you now, not only do they not have to pay you, now they can get money from your organs. So it's a win-win situation for them. And they're making life so destitute that in Quebec, the province of Quebec, which is the third most populous province in Canada, I believe, uh, the number three cause of death is now medically assisted suicide. So people going in there and paying the government to kill themselves because their life is that shitty because of government policy is now the number three leading cause of death. People killing themselves. And the government, remember, there's nine cases. There's nine cases just alone right now of lawsuits in court, Michael, because of Canadian veterans who have called the help hotline. Now, this is, again, just like American military, the Canadian military has been deployed in almost every single conflict, 55 fucking conflicts since World War II, right? The America has been deployed in 55. Canada has been there almost all the whole time. Now, when Canadian veterans were calling the line asking for help, the lockdowns, the suicide hotline, nine of them have recordings. And these are not, I'm only referencing nine, there's more, but nine are in lawsuits right now with the Canadian government because it's recorded on the phone that the person on the other end of the helpline at Veterans Affairs in Canada said you might as well drive to the nearest hospital and kill yourself because you are not a benevolent benefactor for society any longer. And one of those happens to be a former Canadian special operator who had his leg blown off by going over an IED. 
Mm. So that's what's happening here. It's also happening with the kids. We're also hearing reports that teachers are supporting the agenda in the schools. So for you parents out there who are in the United States thinking this is only a Canadian thing, this, like you've seen in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, Canada, with its foreign Chinese military personnel on Canadian soil, but oh, it's not Canadian soil because... Canadian Chinese companies under FIPO were able to buy it and it's privately owned. We can't, we have to turn a blind eye, right? Dr. Martin Luther King, those who turn a blind eye to evil are just as guilty of perpetrating evil, which is woke, willingly overlooking known evil. So those teachers are now in the schools about to ramp up in the next few weeks in Canada. When your kids go back to school and they're having a hard day, just like a 17-year-old in Alberta did in December of last year, 2022, nine months ago, his mother answered the phone and it was the hospital in Alberta calling her said, would you come please pick up your son? Not because he broke his ankle and he needs a ride home. Because he walked in after a bad day at high school and requested maid. And 60 minutes later, they fucking killed him. And they hopped it. And that was her Christmas, that mother's Christmas. And this is, continues to roll out. This isn't something that Chris and I are referencing, Mike. That has already happened in the past and is working itself out. It is working its way into every aspect of society now. You don't see police standing up or doing anything. You see RCMP out there who are driving those highways doing, make sure I got to get your speed trap check. Speed trap check. They're fucking killing kids. They're harvesting kids. They are grooming kids. And if you are sitting here saying at this point in time, wherever you are in any part of society around the world, I'm just doing my job. You better look hard in the mirror because this is now between you and God. And maybe you can redeem yourself and do something for good. Maybe you can turn around and stand up. But you need to go. You need to protest. You need to get out there. You need to remain peaceful. And whatever you can do to blow whistles, do it right now. Minimum. Signal that sound of freedom like the movie, but literally a sound of freedom for the kids worldwide, wherever you are. That's what I think, Mike. Well, they telegraphed, you know, down here in America, we did the uh, the J6. Uh, we showed up and, you know, protested uh, our election steal, and we saw what happened with that. Uh, they they had this fake riot and stuff like that. So now people are kind of like hesitant to uh, protest. So same thing up in Canada. Uh, you guys had the, the amazing uh, truckers convoy, and they basically shut that down, and they're still attacking people from that. What do you guys see going forward? I know we talked about love as being a very, very powerful force. What, well, what do you, Go ahead. I'm going to go right on and say it. The trucker convoy is still the reason we all got our freedom. They, yeah, they had to use an emergency. Yeah, yeah. And they went and they trampled old women and kids with horses. Yeah, they used UN troops on Canadian citizens. Yeah, they froze people's bank accounts. Yeah, they had to go to crazy levels of tyranny. But that's what woke up 37 million Canadians to the fact that the government was imposing an agenda of force. Not an agenda for health and safety, an agenda of force for control. And it was never more apparent than that moment. And if the trucker convoy never happened, there would have been no relinquishing of the mandates whatsoever. And they would have still had those mandates in play while they were then putting in their climate change agenda. And if we still had those mandates in play, we wouldn't even notice the climate change agenda being implemented around it. In fact, in Canada, in 2019, they declared a climate change emergency. Nobody even knows about that to this day except a few select people. And then in 2022, while we were still under COVID lockdowns in May, Canada implemented a brand new zoning bylaw policy for all new construction. 
and it was the 15-minute city climate change plan. So now all new construction anywhere within Canada has to adhere to the 15-minute pol city policy. And the number one stipulation is to remove 75% of private vehicle traffic. So how are they doing that? They're creating these mega structures. And then if they have 500 units for residences, a couple hundred units for retail and commercial, they're going to put 50 parking spots in there. Not even enough for 10% of the building. Why? Because they're going to put 500 bike parking spots. And that's what they want you to have. Because they know if you have a car, you can drive all the way across the country and even further. If you're riding on a bicycle or a scooter every day, you're not going anywhere. You're staying in your own little limit. And now all the places where people think this is about convenience and the people think this is going to actually help the small businesses, every single street that has vehicle traffic and small businesses in a, up in a midtown or downtown area, the moment you remove that vehicle traffic street, every single one of those businesses is going broke because they rely on vehicles coming from the suburbs for their specific product or service. And as soon as those vehicles cannot come from 50, 100 kilometers away to come for that specific product or service, your only potential clients are the ones who have been walking or biking distance that don't even use your product anyway. So you're going to see massive, massive amounts of small business closure. And, and it's all because of government policy and it's all because of design because small business and entrepreneurs are the most independent people. They do not need the government. They do not need CERB. They will not take mandates. They will not go along with what the government says. So they need to be eliminated from society. So that is what COVID was all about. They eliminated 30% of our small businesses. And now after the loan program, we're going to see about another 10% of our businesses go broke. That was 1.1 million businesses we started with in Canada. We lost about 350,000 so far. And what do you think is going to happen going forward as they do more 15-minute cities, as they remove more vehicle traffic roads? Small business is going to get decimated. And they're not going to stop until the vast majority of small business is gone altogether. Why? Because they want your district, and that is going to be the area you are confined to in your 15-minute city. They want it to be identical to the district next to you. The same Starbucks, the same gym, the same McDonald's, the same Shoppers Drug Mart. Why? So now you have even less reason to leave your district. And now they have even more control because all the businesses are owned by the big conglomerates. And there's no more independent entrepreneurs. There's no more freedom of movement. There's no more financial freedom. And there's no more opportunity for your kids. And once they get you on that digital currency, you're done because they can make it expire. That is the linchpin to every one of their plans. Digital ID, all the rest of the stuff, none of that matters until they can get you on a digital currency, get rid of cash. Because once they do that, they can put you on a, a, a fixed government income and tell you, you got 30 days to spend this money or it's going to expire and we get to take it back because you're hoarding. You're using more than you need. And the government's always going to get to define what you need. So at that point, it doesn't matter how many jobs you have. It doesn't matter how many businesses you try to start. It doesn't matter how many hours you work. You're never going to be able to save money. You're never going to be able to improve your living conditions. And you're never going to be able to pass on anything to your next of kin. And now the government has complete control over what you eat, where you go, where you work. 
and your social status from cradle to grave, and not just yours, not just your children, but their children's 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 children. They are literally setting up a perpetual slave system where you are going to be impoverished and destroyed for generations to come. And they're setting it up autonomously with technology because they know they're all old and dying like Klaus Schwab, like Rockefeller, like uh, George Soros. And all their kids are pussies. They've been growing up with a golden spoon, not even a silver spoon in their mouth. They don't have the same tenacity as their parents. They're going to have all the money, but they don't have the same, let's say, ability to apply all of that to try to take over society. So their parents... These old bastards that hate us all are trying to do it with technology and trying to set up this foolproof system that even their crackhead Hunter Biden-like children will be able to oversee. And if they can do that, they are going to be the rulers forever. And you got a taste of what that was like with COVID. The politicians and their friends and family were up here. And you were down here. You were the slaves. None of it. None of the mandates applied to them. None of the restrictions applied to them. They can travel without quarantine, without getting tested, without getting jabbed. Their gyms weren't closed. Their restaurants weren't closed. They didn't have to tell their families not to come see them on holidays. They had the perfect life. They had all of you locked down in your homes, afraid to even go out on the street, afraid to even open your business, literally killing yourselves, killing your family, losing your homes, while they flourished and thrived like never before in history. And they got a taste of power, and they got a taste of how stupid and weak society was. And if it wasn't for the trucker convoy and a few warriors around the world, we would still be under that boot of tyranny, just like George Orwell predicted. What did he say about the future? Or he said, picture a boot stamping on the human face forever. And that's exactly what their expiring digital currency does. It literally puts that boot on your throat, on your face, every minute of every day from the moment you're born to the day you die and transfers it to your children. Is that the friggin' country we fought for, we died for? And for my Americans listening, you guys have something called a constitution. When COVID happened, your constitution held strong. I literally cried when I saw people using it and winning and being able to actually stand up for their rights, for their freedoms, for their family, for their country. I had never been more proud to be an American, and I'm not even an American. And when you compare that to our so-called Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is the equivalent to Cottonelle toilet paper already used, that is that is what we had in our country. And that is what they want to create for all of us. And the United States is the largest standing army representing freedom in the world. You guys got the numbers. You guys got the guns. You guys got the training. You guys got the tenacity. But what have we seen through COVID? The U.S. didn't even rise up as much as Canada. The U.S. literally just thought it would go away on its own. And the fact that Canadians, little nice Canadians, had to lead the way was, I don't even know how to say it. It's just wrong. Americans need to be at the forefront of this fight. If I got to come there down there myself and rile you up and fire you up, I will. In fact, I'm planning on it. 
So that's what I would love to do. I want to get down to the States. I want to go state to state. I want to talk to people. I want to do all the shows I've done like this, the online, in person. I want to do meet and greets in each state. And I want to talk face to face to American citizens. And I want to ask them, why did you let this happen? How did you let this happen? And most importantly, what are you going to do when they try this shit again? Because we all know it's coming back. And this time, they're going to come way harder. They're going to come with ways to go around our laws. They're going to come with stormtroopers from all different countries. And they're going to come armed with the fact that they know the vast majority of people will do whatever they are told. And we got to use everything we learned from the last three years to our advantage. We need to use all our resources, all our connections, and we need to combine them internationally. So we move, we pivot, we strike as one. And when we do that, we can overwhelm them so badly that their entire facade will collapse like the house of cards it is. That is my pledge to humanity. I'm not running away from Canada. I'm diversifying my assets. I'm diversifying my ability to fight. I want to be the most effective combat tool in existence against the new world order. So I am taking all the steps I need to secure my finances, secure my mobility, and secure my security. And once all those things are taken care of, I can dedicate 100, 1,000% of my day to fighting this evil. Because the way I look at it, evil never sleeps. They're on every time zone. They're working 24 hours a day. They got unlimited money, which buys them unlimited manpower. Literally every hour I sleep, I feel like I'm losing ground. And then I wake up and realize that I work far more efficiently than the average person and I can make up that ground. But we need to transform the world. They want us to believe that the world is a nice place full of tolerant people. And that's how they want you to be. Because if you're nice and tolerant, they can lie to you. They can cheat you. They can steal from you. They can take advantage of you. And not only are you not going to stop them, you're not going to do anything about it because you're nice and tolerant. Both of those things are negative. Nice comes from naive and ignorant in Latin. Would you like to be called naive and ignorant by your government? Probably not. So why the hell would you want to be called nice? You know what we need? We need good men, not nice men. Nice men will wear a mask because the TV told them to and say an excuse that they're wearing it for other people. And then they're going to traumatize little kids and set the wrong example. A good man will say, I'm not going to wear this mask because I know it doesn't help me. I know it's not good for society. I know it's part of an agenda of compliance and submission. So a good man will acknowledge reality and a good man will choose to do the right thing, not the nice thing. You never see nice people standing up to tyranny. The old saying is that all evil takes to succeed is for nice men to do nothing. No, because they know nice men will do nothing. All evil takes to succeed is for good men. The men with the knowledge, the ability, the power, the foresight to stand up and stand strong. When those good men do nothing, we saw how fast and how deeply evil and tyranny can take over, expand, and flourish all around the globe, literally simultaneously. Outstanding, Chris. So in the chat, is is blowing up. You're invited to every state in America, so you're good to go. All right, Brad, I want to ask you this question. You're a smoke jumper. 
now these fires, this bullshit about, you know, climate change, they're, they're using that to basically lock us down in the 15-minute cities and all that kind of bullshit. What are your thoughts on the fires that, that were going on up in Canada? Yeah, so I, I got here just after. I was in Costa Rica. We missed each other uh, by about 10 days. And I got here after the chemical fires were going out. We saw the entire southeastern part of Quebec just light up all of a sudden. I can tell you from dozens of fires in two years, jumping out of heli attack helicopters in the Yukon in Canada, Ontario, excuse me, as an Ontario fire ranger at that time, for people who want the fact check, fact check. It, I've never seen that before. We used to look at lighting maps. The majority of forest fires are started in Canada at least in my experience, through lightning. The same thing with the smoke jumpers down into Montana and into California. Lightning, not by arsonists. But yet at the same time, we have the RCMP, maybe they're good guy RCMP too, right? And I believe there's good and bad in every organization that we've seen. They said, well, we've got 30 arsonists that we have turned around and we have arrested. Well, meanwhile, Canadian news is saying that it's climate change. And at the same time, federally, Canada is saying, go get your COVID boosters because fall is coming. This is still happening right now in the Canadian media. So we're seeing reports that New York and Cincinnati were claiming they had formaldehyde in the raid. That's quite possible. I don't believe that's ever from a forest fire, and I've never seen that from a forest fire. And then again, like I mentioned earlier, Michael, I just drove 4,447 kilometers in nine days, they're all mountain miles, save a couple of miles in, you know, the farming regions outside of Vancouver. And those mountain miles, I went through forest fires in Banff National Park, Yoho National Park, the fires that are blowing down from Prince George, British Columbia, and it's all real smoke. And I have fact-checked those ones. And then I spent time on Kinnataxa Reservation near Cranbrook, British Columbia, where there's a massive fire going over right now because it was started by a hydro tower that blew over, which is really suspicious too. How does a hydro tower blow over from strong winds? I was deployed in Ice Storm 98 in Cornwall in Kingston, Ontario, when we had two feet of ice. If you remember those days at New York State, the ice storm just happened to have two feet of ice rain fell from the sky and brought everything to a standstill for up to six months. Yet you cripple the towers, you cripple everything, you cripple buildings with two feet of ice. I have not yet seen wind blow over a hydro tower, but it happened to do it on an Indian native reservation. Why? So there's definitely an agenda at play, and I have not seen any lightning go through. You can check on the Canadian Wildfire Information Service website. I think it's cfwis.gov.gc.ca, something like that. Everybody can find that. And then you can also see the lightning maps because they're all there. You can see it by satellites and you can overlay that with other ones that are started by arsonists. So there's definitely that climate change ad agenda going on. As Chris stated, at the bottom of the line, though, everybody, it, it's about the kids. They're coming after the kids worldwide. And it is a mass extinction event, which is going on right now, which we have to fight back on on every level. And Chris, I love how he just said, right? You know, here it is. The good men need to stand up. Why didn't America stand up? Why was it the peaceful, oh, geez, hey, we got Canadians up here, right? But you have Sikhs, you have Muslims, you have Christians, you have atheists coming together with the truckers convoy saying enough's enough. No, we didn't see that in America. So does America need Canadians to actually turn around to help rile them up? Like you have some good words like yourself, Michael, and a few of the other friends we're personally connected with too? Maybe. 
100%. We need each other 100%. And not just Canada and the U.S. The entire Commonwealth needs to unite. We need Canada, U.S., U.K., Ireland, Netherlands, Australia, all preaching the same message, all preaching uh, the same exact solutions, and all working together financially and pooling their resources, pooling their connections. And that's how we're going to stop this. With regards to these fires, the fact Chris, we just down just went off. Sorry. Okay. There you go. The fact that we had dozens of people arrested for arson already lets people know that there's anything but natural fires. These are not wildfires. These are intentional. And the fact that Trudeau literally went on TV to tell everybody that they're basically going to apply the same thing they did with COVID to climate change tells you exactly that this is another part of a government agenda. And if that didn't already clue you in, the fact that they're now naming heat waves like hurricanes to try to make you be so scared, they can say, oh, the heat wave is making the air quality so bad. We need to lock you down. We need to stop you from driving. It's the exact same thing as COVID, but instead of using a virus to scare you into submission and to try to trick you into thinking you're a bad person and going to kill grandma and baby if you don't listen, and then telling you it's only temporary to make you feel even worse. Now they change the narrative to now you got to do whatever the government says, sacrifice your life, sacrifice your mobility, stay home and do all that for the good of Mother Earth and for the rest of your life and for your children's lives. COVID was a training session. COVID was a, uh, a post-traumatic stress disorder, psychological operation to reprogram and retrain society to be able to give up their rights and freedoms, give up their independence, give up their financial freedom, give up their mobility, virtually give up every right and freedom that millions of people fought and died over generations to preserve that have been known to be paramount to a successful society. Now, all of a sudden, rights and freedoms, independence are no longer paramount to a successful society. In fact, they're selfish and dangerous and need to be eliminated from society or we're all going to be dead, according to our controllers. Isn't that convenient that the only way we're going to be able to survive is if we give up everything we love about our life, give up our children's opportunity, give up our future, and allow the elites to have complete control over our lives while they drive around in their yachts and fly around in their private jets and eat their Wagyu steaks and their what and their wonderful caviar. And we're eating our bugs and riding our bicycles and, and praising our controllers for giving us a few dollars every month so we can finish feeding our family those bugs. That's the existence they want from us. And that's never going to happen because as long as I'm alive, I'm going to make sure that more and more people act and think like me. That's what I'm doing when I go on tour. When I'm informing people, when I'm inspiring people, when I'm riling people up, when I'm firing them up, I'm literally just trying to get them to act more like me. Because if they did, there'd never be a mandate. There'd never be climate change bullshit. Because the people would simply not put up with it. That's what we got to do. We need to inform society. We need to anger society. And we need society to understand that if they truly love their family, they truly love their neighbor, they truly love their country, well, they're going to have to fight for it. Wow. Yeah, both of you guys are like uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, your message is, uh, is right on point. Everyone needs to get fired up about this. Uh, we need to work together like you're talking about. Uh, I think you guys' uh, message is going to get out there very nicely. 
Chris, uh, if people want to reach you, how can they? Uh, that email that's on my thing right there, Chris Sky for change at mail.com. I'll give out my cell phone number. It's you can even Google it. Just Google Chris Sky's cell phone number, it'll pop up. Or I'll give it right here on the show. It's 416-400-9994. I'm looking to meet interesting people, people with resources, people with connections, people with like-minded goals. And we need to, that's why I'm going here. I'm going here to network all over the world. I'm going to connect with people and connect people together with ideas and resources that are going to amplify the effectiveness of our movement to the point where it literally is like a tidal wave across every continent and just washes away the globalism and the evil. So contact me, guys. If you want to be part of this fight, 416-400-9994. I got nothing to hide. I'm not afraid of anybody. So my number's out there. Even if you want to call me just to tell me to go fuck myself, that's fine with me. It shows at least you got the balls to do something. Right, outstanding brad how about yourself yeah thanks the rumble channel that uh, you and tracy gave me some good you know uh vibrations to start last uh last year so the sovereign soul show is on rumble it's the rumble.com i think it's forward slash c for channel right and forward slash the sovereign soul once you see the blink buddha there's people that already been like you michael have been copying multiple times so just make sure you type it in correct if the links in the description here you just go there and we have shows and we keep uniting people uh, wherever we can around the planet. And, you know, Chris and I are about to do another show in the next few days with Ricardo Bosi and connect them in Australia and then go to Australia. And, you know, next, uh, next few months, I'll go, I'll be personally going to Australia as well after wow. I would eat. Um, That's so Annie. Get everybody out there and doing these types of things. That and, sounds uh, good. I like to get, I like to do that too. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in October, yeah. November, after Jeannie, I do something uh, with some okay. people here, then, off we go to Europe, and then we're going over to Australia. We have a full-on red carpet welcome uh, from uh, our mutual friends in Australia, as you know. You know, so that's a real Yeah, we need to. Yeah, in Chris, Love Australia. Yeah, also invited Chris over as well. So you know, and that's where we are right now, folks. Like, you have to get out. You have to do something, right? Patrick Henry said, "For you Americans, give me liberty." or give me death. He's a, Lee Dunass is a direct descendant, right? And her and I uh, talked and traded phone calls as, as well. Because uh, this thing I was dealing with at the border where I had to sign a sworn statement where I, by the way, at the end of it on the sworn statement, I said, no, not today. Because I had to, they had, they were like, are you asking for asylum? Like, no. Well, you can't put on a general fear, even though that's true in Canada. So, so they said, you know, do you ha fear harm and persecution? And I had to write, no, not today, but generally overall. And that's what we have to do. Like we have to literally name it what's going out there, but still stand up and get out there and connect people like this. Like who knew you would have a 63-year-old Navy SEAL Team 6 DevGrew operator CIA with his own Archangel Michael experience, teachers remote viewing, doing this, connected to a 39-year-old, almost 40-year-old from Ontario. Chris and I grew up for a couple of years each other. I'm a little bit older at 45. We grew a couple kilometers away from each other, like 20, 25. You know, we have so many similar experiences in life, but never met because of this movement. No, we're connecting virtual and then we need to connect real time. So folks, if we can do this and we're not getting paid, there's no entertainment contract here. We're doing this because this is wrong and it needs to be righted. And it takes every single sovereign soul, divine masculine, divine feminine, 
That's it. There's nothing else beyond the divine masculine and divine feminine under God that created us and freaking get out there to save yourself and save the kids. And that's what we need to do. Wow, gents. If if anyone watches this show and they don't get fired up, they're dead. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thanks so much for your message and I uh, look forward to uh, working with you guys in the future. I look forward to seeing you, brother. Absolutely, brother. Definitely. Cool. Lovely having you on. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Stand up. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Thank you.